Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. There is still a ton of sports to gamble on. We've got the NFL draft coming up in April as well. So if you want to place a bet on any of the action, NBA, NHL, college basketball, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, regardless of what sport it is, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by my guy, Pittsburgh Steelers scout, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I want to get right into it. It's the Monday after the Super Bowl. The Chiefs take care of the Eagles. And this game was a great game, in my opinion, uh, marred by a penalty at the very end. Let's get right into this. I want to get your takeaways from that is the Chiefs knock off the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. Man, we've been talking about the Philadelphia Eagles defense and the depth of the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I wonder why we're not talking about the Kansas City defense and scoring touchdowns on the defensive side by Kansas City. So if you want to talk about what defense outplayed the other defense, you got to talk about the Kansas City defense, man. This is unexpected because going into the week of the Super Bowl, I was thinking, of course, for sure, you know, just looking at the depth, looking at – uh. Just the, the style of play, the points per game, uh, it was going to be hard for the Kansas City Chiefs to put up a lot of points against the Philadelphia Eagles. But the Kansas City Chiefs defense said, hold on, wait a minute. Wait one second. <laughs> I got something better than that. So we only show up in Super Bowls. That's all the Kansas City uh, Chiefs defense say. We just show up in Super Bowls. And that's exactly what they did. Like Coach LeBeau always said, you got a ninety, you got a 98% chance of winning ball games and that's exactly what the Chiefs did the Chiefs defense outplayed the Philadelphia Eagles defense um Patrick Mahomes ain't had to do too much all he had to do was get the ball in the end zone a few times and that's exactly what he did we talked on our show Mark um it was going to be Andy Reid have to have to out coaching the talent for the Philadelphia Eagles and that's exactly what Andy Reid did when it came down to that five-yard line he knew exactly what defense they was going to be in he called the same two plays one to the right one to the left and Patrick Holmes throwing it to the outside receiver wide open both times. So got to give a big congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, team. A huge congratulations to Coach Andy Reid for pulling it off. A major shout out to Patrick Mahomes for re-injuring his foot, coming back and playing the way he played. But you couldn't tell, you couldn't tell me that before the game, the Philadelphia Eagles was going to get played, was going to get outplayed by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But the Kansas City Chiefs defense definitely outplayed the Philadelphia Eagles. We have a lot to discuss from Super Bowl 57, Ike. But what everyone's going to be talking about today is that penalty by James Bradbury, an excellent corner at the very end. Mm -hmm. Now, after the game, Ike, Bradbury admits that, yeah, I held the receiver and I was hoping the refs wouldn't see it. Here's the issue that I have, right? Because it was a great game. The referees inject themselves yet again, which has been a theme right. throughout this season. It's right. not that I don't think it was a penalty. Bradbury even admitted as such after the game. And credit to Bradbury for facing the music for what will probably be his toughest moment as a pro. Right. What will be his before. toughest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Go I've ahead. been there before. I, I know it's tough. Oh, man, it's. I've been there before, but I haven't been there before in the Super Bowl game, but in the playoff game, I've been there before. So I understand exactly how he's probably feeling. Um, not only after the game, because during the game, you just got to let it go and move on. But after the game, sitting in the locker room, I don't know how long that man probably sat in that locker room. If he was like me, I sat in the locker room for a long time. They had to hold the plane for me. Um, but man, that's just part of the game. You just don't like them calls um, at that crucial moment in the game because it was a minute and 38 seconds left, third and eight. Uh, they kick a field goal. Um, the way the Philadelphia Eagles was moving, uh, the ball, they would have had action. You know what I'm saying? Or they would have tied the game up going into overtime. But to get a fresh new start of downs with that holding mark, you know, that's now now we're already working against the clock because the Philadelphia Eagles only had one timeout left at that particular moment. So um, it was just tough. But for Bradbury, um, I've been up before. Uh, it sucks. But at the same time, it sparked a whole new flame um, in the inside of me of, of next year in the offseason. So I would never get in that position again. And honest, honestly, it kind of projected on the upward uh, my career because I was like, hell with that. It kind of hit the reset button for me. So for uh, for Blackberry, man, hope, Bradbury, I'm sorry, hopefully it just hit the reset button going into the offseason. Uh, let that fuel uh, the energy in your body to not ever letting that happen again. And it's just, it's just technique, man. It's, it's small things. Mark, like when we're in press coverage and I tell my son, his homeboys in all the corners, when I'm coaching them, you know, your eyes can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You know, if you, if you, if you sneak in the backfield, if you just take a glance, you're going to put yourself in a bad position. And that's exactly what Bradbury did. He just took a glance and put him in a uh, put him in a bad position, um, and you kind of panic. And once you panic, you do things that's not helpful to towards you or the team. But I mean, like you said, a man owned up to it. So everybody can say what they want to say in the rules of the book, a flag or no flag. The man said, "Man, I held, and I hope I didn't get caught." What else you What else you What else you want the man to say to do? So, but for me, from a corner to a corner. Uh, I can't say shake it off because it's, it's going to always be with him. Hopefully the Philadelphia Eagles get back to it and win one while he's on the roster so they can kind of give it an even trade. That's how I looked at it from my standpoint. But uh, that's just part of the game. It just sucks it came at that particular moment because that was a crucial moment. And you don't – and the Super Bowls aren't promised. Uh, I mean, just look at Aaron Rodgers having been there 12, 13 years. Um, it's a lot of quarterbacks don't – don't go back. And that's the time they beat me. So hopefully they can get back. And I'm saying they can get back just to shake that penalty off of uh, Bradbury in my situation. Yeah, Ike, I see that as two sides to the coin where you experienced this several different scenarios, similar positions where you talk about the Demarius Thomas play in right. Denver. So, right. you know, that's where you're talking about where your season's over. And that's a very harsh reality to face. You experienced the other side of that, though, too, where – it looks like Larry Fitzgerald's going to score the game winner for the Super Bowl in Tampa. And, you know, you're rescued by your offense and your offense rallies and San Antonio Holmes does his thing and the rest right. is history. So you've seen both sides of that. And I think you bring up a great point where I think this Eagles team will be back. I, I think they're certainly talented enough to. And um, it was a great game, put up 35 points and it was a thriller. Right. Here's the issue I have, though, Ike, is. 
yes, you have to make that call and you, you know it when you see it. It was a penalty. But earlier in the game, there were several instances where there were defensive backs all over the receivers getting to the receivers early and the refs weren't calling it earlier in the game. So it's the consistency that I have issue with because I could show you several replays earlier on in the game where, oh, is this a catch? Is this not a catch? Where it's like, wait a second, the DB's all over the receiver and you could easily flag the receiver and it would be ticky-tack. But I also thought that the call against Bradbury was ticky-tack. So that's the issue that I take is the consistency from the refs, which I, I didn't see that last night, Ike. And that's that's just my opinion. That's what my eyes were telling me. Yeah, yeah, line, Mark. I mean, while, while I was watching the game, I watched the first half at my crib. I watched the second half at my homeboy spot. And that was the main concern, the consistency um, on, from the referees on calling the game. Um, if you if if you lay down the law, that first series on both sides, this is how the game's going to be, mm-hmm. then I, t- I take off from them. Um, but if you inconsistent with the law on letting some things go throughout the game, then we're talking about this right here. So um, just, just from a rough side, I know it's hard. It's human nature. We all make mistakes. But at the same time, I look at the referees um, when it comes down to sports. Like when you lay it, when you lay down the law at the beginning, let it be throughout the whole game. So now, as a coach, as a player, like okay, I got to be careful with my hands because you know these referees they throwing flags. Or if I'm being aggressive, I can be like, and the referee don't call, I can be like, okay, the refs letting us play. This this is a Super Bowl, they letting us play. So um, that that was the that was the. That was the word we used last night when it came down to the refs. It was the consistency part mm. on this side. Absolutely, Ike. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was the one who got held on that right. play, Ike, and it's a perfect transition. He's due right. to become a free agent, Super right. Bowl winner, former Steelers player. It's a weak receiver class, Ike, but you've always told me slow money is better than no money. For me, I'm seeing what I could do to come back with the Chiefs. At the same time, he's going to be bell of the ball with this free agent class, which, in my opinion, is a little bit lackluster, Ike. Man, stay your ass home. Right now, right now, the Kansas City Chiefs is home for you. Um, You're not going to have a better quarterback. You're not going to have a better offense coordinator. Just by listening to Juju talk on, like, call of duties, the games they play, what they do off the field, him, Travis Kelsey, and and P. Holmes. No, there. Sometimes I ain't gonna say the I ain't gonna say the money ain't worth it, but that brotherhood and that camaraderie and that legacy, it, it it'll pay you more on the back end than anything. So if I'm Juju, uh, and they're gonna pay him, we just want to see. We just don't know if Juju want to get make Juju. I tell you this, Juju. Don't outbid yourself, Juju. You're in a good situation. You're with Andy Reid, probably one of the best. Offensive geniuses uh, that's ever coached this game. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback you're playing with. Uh, the team is young. This is their third Super Bowl in in in, in four years. Juju don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere, bro. Because I'm gonna say the the grass ain't always greener. The grass ain't greener, bro. Even the and 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 the money used to be green. Now the money blue. So I'm telling you. I'm going to wear Juju. If you're a receiver, that's the perfect situation to be in, especially in your situation. Because usually if you go to a, a – if you get paid, you usually go to an okay team, and then you become a cap casualty sooner than later if it don't work out. So, Juju, I'm going to tell you, like, Juju, don't go nowhere, bro. Stay home. Stay with KC. 
going on get some of that barbecue sauce all day and all night and going on if, if you can play as long as you can with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Let me piggyback off this too, Ike. You've got Travis Kelsey, whose defenses need to key on and are still trying to figure out how to stop. Yeah. So if yeah. you're going to stack Travis Kelsey, you're going to get one-on-one opportunities to beat your opposing defensive back. You know, whether it's a safety or a cornerback, you're going to be able to eat because of the attention that Travis Kelsey, Kelsey consistently garners. Juju, Juju woke up in the second half. What Juju had six catches in the second half. Juju did his thing in the second half. So Juju was a big part of the second half on them scoring, you know, or getting in, getting in scoring position other than Tony, you know, having that long punt return back to the five-yard line. But Juju Juju got hot for a minute in that second half. So Juju, stay right there, bro. Don't go nowhere. Yeah, seven catches, 53 yards, 14 targets, Ike. But good to see him do his thing. But again, he's really at the top of a free agent class at the receiver position where it's like, Man, and this is the reason why the Bears made the Chase Claypool trade because you could see the writing on the wall. And like, I'm not trying to disrespect any of these other receivers, Ike, but they're not true 1A alpha receivers. You got Juju, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, uh, DJ Chark, McCole Hardman. Like, none of those guys are an alpha pro pro receiver. Yeah, they're good robbers. It's hard being yeah. Batman, bro. It's hard. It's hard being AJ Brown, bro. It's it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> It's 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 hard, man. It's hard being Devontae Adams. I, I know all these receivers think they won until they until they get until they get in that position to be one. And they like, God, Lee, so I, you know, the defense coordinator really trying to shut me down. Yeah, that's what made Antonio Brown so special. You know, A B, A B, you can say what you want to say, say A B and it's off the field tactics. And A B, he cutting up right now. You know, you know, I'm 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 praying for A B to be honest with you. But when when it came down to when it came down to the on the field, on the field and balling on the field, AB took care of double and triple teams. I didn't seen this with my own eyes. Devontae Adams taking care of double and triple teams. Like I I didn't seen this with my own eyes. So that that ain't nothing wrong with being Robin. And the great the great Reggie Wayne to tell you that. Reggie said he ain't mind being Robin to to Marvin Harrison. But Reggie damn they got 14,000 yards, and he's always in the mission for the Hall of Fame. Some people want to be Batman, and they don't understand how important Robin is to Batman in certain situations. So, man, it's just that one, like you say, that one, that one hard mark. You got to be special to be a one, bro. You got to be special. Ask, ask CD, ask CD Lamb. I mean, we talked, we talked a lot about Amari Cooper and and what was going on with Amari Cooper and him tapping out sometimes, but. All the defensive coordinators, they had to know what Coop was. I'm going to let you know how good Coop is. Coop still had over 1,000 yards this year. With with Brissette and Deshaun Watson, the man still had over 1,000. So that's letting you know Coop is Coop. So it's it's hard. It's hard being the one. Everybody wants to be a one until you you got to take over the team. And it's hard taking over a team, bro. So, man, like you say, Mark, it's, it's it's, it's a lot of robbers out there. It's, it ain't nothing wrong. I was the I was robbing the Troy. Now I was Batman to my quarterback position, but mm-hmm. I was robbing the Troy. Yeah. And I rode Troy Coattail as long as I could. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Absolutely, Ike. Absolutely. And everybody ends up winning in the end. Uh other observations from the Super Bowl, Ike. The Eagles in the first half, I think, did a great job of keeping the ball away from the Chiefs, and they dominated time of possession in the first half. 
They had the ball in the first half. Pull up the numbers here for nearly 22 minutes out of the first 30 minutes of the first half. So then Mahomes comes out of halftime and it's, is the ankle injury going to be an issue? The Chiefs right. scored on every single drive. They had the ball on offense in the second half. Ike tail of right. two halves a little bit here, but the Eagles game plan in the first half kind of wore away in the second half. And like, if I'm a, if I'm a Philly fan this morning, like, I don't know if I could be disappointed because the defense didn't get any stops in the second half. Nah, you're right, Mark. Mark, I definitely, if I'm a Philly, okay, if I'm a Philly fan, I'm disappointed in the loss. But the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs outplayed the Philadelphia Eagles in the second half, of course. But the way, just, just going off script, and congratulations to the Chiefs, too, by winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. But... Jalen Hurts played out his mind, bro. Jalen played out his mind. I mean, that dart he threw to the tight end on the sideline between that cover two, between that safety and that corner, I was like, oh, that's a confidence throw. I said, oh, that touchdown he threw to A.J. Brown? I said, oh, my. Like, and he scrambled for a few, you know, and, and he ran for a few touchdowns. Like, the dude, and we, he's the total package. I would say that he's a total package, but when you want to talk about, you know, just one side, uh, the offense did what they needed to do to win the ball game. The Philadelphia Eagles defense didn't do what they needed to do to win the ball game, but it's always three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And that's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs presented on that day. They got defensive touchdowns. You got uh, a long part return from Tony to the five-yard line. And Mahomes, once he get all them chances, man, that's gonna be hard to beat him. So they 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 just won in all three phases, Mark. And that's what you and when we talk about football, that's exactly what you need. Cause because Patrick Mahomes only had 180 some yards uh mm-hmm. passing, even though he had three touchdowns. So if you're looking at Pat like hold on, hold on. Jalen got three hundred some yards total. Pat got just 182, 80-some yards passing. Yeah, but he got a three tub, so I mean the chief the Chiefs the the Chiefs defense saved their best game in the biggest game. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Ike, where do you want me to go to piggyback off this? I could go Chiefs red zone, I could go the Tony Punt return, Jalen Hurts, Kansas City's defense. Where do you want me to go? Because I've got a lot of thoughts here. Um, you can go the Tony the Tony Punt return was clutch. Yeah, and the blocking downfield, the brigade once yeah. he reversed course, I longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Yeah, the wall. The man had the, the man had a wall. Man had an escort. Had number bodyguards on that wall. As soon as I as soon as I saw him cut back and make that right, and I seen the wall, I said, "Oh Lord!" I said, "Golly, he got action getting down to the five yard line." And there you go. A little bit of deja vu for you, Ike, with the James Harrison interception return. Yeah, but I was trying. I was trying to. I was trying to. I asked Debo for the ball. Debo didn't want to pass me the ball. I'm like Debo, pitch it, pitch it, pitch it, pitch it. I wound up being a blocker off a of default. Hey, you took out two guys, like if you watch that replay, you take out two Cardinals players. So I got you. Off a of default, I wound up, you know, being a blocker. But that that started it all. But uh, yeah, Debo wound up taking that thing 100 yards, man. I ain't, I ain't think he was going to make it. But when you keep just watching the tape, it was blocking after blocking after blocking after blocking. And that's what set up Tony's 
uh, punt return for the Chiefs in that Super Bowl game, man. The man had a wall with no penalties because usually somebody do something crazy. So that was good. That was good coaching on the Kansas City Chiefs part to have a wall. Nobody had nobody having penalties on that particular moment, getting down to the five yard line. So the sequence where Willie Gay blitzed and it was a great blitz package designed by the Chiefs defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola, and he forces Hurts to throw the ball away. The Chiefs get off the field and he kept contain on the blitz as well. He did not allow Hurts to escape uh, and get the edge, which I thought was huge. So that leads to the punt return by Tony gets the Chiefs in deep in the red zone in the Chiefs red zone execution. If I'm an offensive coordinator of one of the 31 teams in the league, I'm studying what the Chiefs do on offense in the red zone. Ike, they're in the top five in the league, top half of the league in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. It's their play design. It's the creativity. It's the execution. Ike, it stood out to me all season long with this Chiefs team because when they get inside the 20 and really when they get inside the 10, and you know this, Ike, you say you don't give up a blade of grass, but the windows get a lot tighter in the red zone. The Chiefs are just able to execute in the red zone. And if I was an opposing offensive coordinator, I I would steal some things for what the Chiefs do deep in the red zone because they're just they're always effective and they're always scoring touchdowns. Man, I'm calling if I'm calling Andy Reid. If if I'm a coach, I'm calling Andy. I I say I'm hey coach Andy, I know I know you ain't gonna give me all the secret to your sauce. But go ahead on hook your boy with a few ingredients, man. You know, this this is my roster and my team. You know, how would you in the red zone when it comes down to the eight, eight down to the touchdown? How would you, what, what formations? Um, you see my roster, my personnel, who would you use and why? And what do I need to do to get in the end zone? That's, 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 if I'm, if I'm a coach, I'm in the league and, and, and I'm calling Andy. I'm, I'm, hey, coach Andy, can you do a seminar or something, bro? Do something, do something for the coaches. Cause your, your red zone game is impeccable. Y'all, you coming up with something every time and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just magic. That's all it is. That's that's all he's doing. He's just masking. It's the same formations, the same routes. He just understands or he has a good hunch for what the defense coordinators want to call, and he just counters it. Heavy. They were in the same play, the same play on the five-yard line. One going right, one going up. They knew there was going to be a, they knew there was going to be a zone coverage, and he he knows they like to pass it all the way off. So he said, I'm going a, to I'm a, I'm a go a short motion, act like this number one receiver going all the way across, come back out, and he's going to be wide open. Hey, Eric Bieniemy, you want to bet? Eric said, let's bet it, bet it, bet back. Okay, go to the other side. Same formation, same exact result to the left side. Run him in motion because, you know, the, the safety's going to figure they got about to go all the way across the field. Nope, skirt, stop, come back out. Eric Bennett, you want to bet back? Yeah, let's bet it back. Man, them boys are having fun out there. The, 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 exact, the exact same play, two different times, one on the right, one on the left. I couldn't believe it. When I saw it, I said, I know, I know Philly, Philly have to have a counter for this one. Nope. Nope. But I'm, I'm sure I'm going to holler at Coach Andy, see if I can get a seminar going for him. Coach, I don't need all the ingredients to your sauce. But can you get your boy two or three of them? Because here's the thing, too, Ike. And if we're going too far, X's and O's, that's fine. But I'm talking with someone who has 12 years of playing experience in the league. 
if the Eagles make the adjustment to where they're not passing off the receiver and they have the corner chase all the way across the field, the the Chiefs are then going to make the adjustment and say, fine, we will send the receiver all the way in motion. And it'll be wide open, either driving, uh, running a drag, a slant to where he's just outruns the corner with him while he's in motion. I, we both know how that, that works. So had the Eagles countered, the Chiefs would have the count, the Chiefs would have a counter to the Eagles counter. And I just see it every single week with the Chiefs this year. And it's like the windows are supposed to tighten in the red zone and guys are wide open. And that happened yet again on the Super Bowl. Wide open. Them boys wide open. You can't. Boy, you would have felt good, Mark. Patrick Mahomes would have threw you that pass. You probably would have (laughs) walked. Because I know I would have walked. If I'm that wide open, I would have walked. I would have walked in the end zone for sure. But that's (laughs) all. We said last week on the show, man, Andy Reid has to outcoach the Philadelphia Eagles talent. And that's exactly what he did. All right. I want to go back to Jalen Hurts. Three rushing touchdowns in this one. Tied a Super Bowl record by Terrell Davis as well. Former Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, Ike, that we've talked to here on the Believe in Steelers show. I thought that was pretty incredible because going into this game, this Eagles team, had the most rushing touchdowns of any team in NFL history, both regular season and postseason combined. They added to that total in the Super Bowl. And so I thought that was going to be the recipe for them. It was in the first half. They take a 10-point lead into halftime. But again, tale of two halves and the Chiefs offense just could not be stopped in the second half. Now, also, like you mentioned the Chiefs defense. I got to give a shout out to my Mizzou guy, Nick Bolton, 2021 draft. And you can go back and look at the tape. When we were talking about the top linebackers, I said, He's undersized, but he flies to the football. He's 5'11", but he's really fast. If you can get big defensive linemen in front of him, he can make plays. He had one touchdown, nearly had two. They called back the second one, but first Missouri player ever to score a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Like I've got to give a shout-out to someone who went to my alma mater. I mean, you called it. You was high on him, too. Hmm? You was high. You 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 was high. You made sure you, made sure you gave your Mizzou partner alone. Some some credit. You was high, and all he been doing, all he been doing, is coming up clutch. To be honest with you, Mark, mm-hmm. uh, really flying under the radar. But if you ask anybody on that Kansas City Chiefs uh, team, let alone defense, they they gonna they they probably call him Mister Clutch and Mister Consistent because he's just a football player, Mark. Mm-hmm. He's not going wild you with the speed. He's not going wild you with the height. He's not going wild you with the measurements. You pop in the tape. All you see is Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Consistent, plays, 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 plays. He always, he need where he needs to be 90% of the time, he's going to be there because he's just a football. It's just, you can tell it's just instinctively he has it, you know? So, but you hit it, you hit it. You called it, Mark. You called it, you, you called it. You call the situation. You you said what he needed to be successful. Mm-hmm. That happened, Kansas City, and you said why, and that happened. So, you, you sure did call it, Mark. Yeah, yeah. It, it pops off the tape to where it's just like when someone's consistently flying to the football. Like it's just like, wait a second now. Um, few other observations from this game, Ike. Let's see here. Um, we talked a little bit about A.J. Brown. I think he needs to be in the conversation when we talk about top receivers in the league. He's a true alpha. He's a true number one. And even in a losing effort, I was 
very impressed. I was getting some deja vu flashbacks from when he dominated our beloved Steelers earlier this season. Um, let me go here as well too, Ike. If this is Greg Olson's final time announcing a Super Bowl because Tom Brady is joining Fox Sports, I really enjoyed his announcing this season. I've learned a lot from watching him. And I said this a few weeks back on the show, but I'll say it again for anyone watching us for the first time. He has an ability like you, Ike, where he's able to explain the game and teach you something if you've been watching football your entire life, but he's also able to explain it in a way to where if you've never watched the game or the sport before to where it still makes sense. I thought he did a terrific job uh, with Tom Burkhardt on the Fox Sports broadcast and I don't know if they'll do a three-man booth. I understand you got to put Tom Brady there because he's Tom Brady, but Greg Olson, with the opportunity he had as the lead analyst for Fox, I thought did a terrific job, not just in this game, but all season long. Yeah, no need to get rid of Greg. Just because Tom, go on, have an all-star team. You know, if it's somebody you need to get rid of, I ain't going to say no name, but go on, get rid of him. All right. Yeah, before Greg Greg did his thing, the whole – you know how good you got to be for your production in that in that company to be like, man, we need you for the Super Bowl. That's 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 how good Greg is. Dude, for 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 them for for them for for them higher ups to sit in meetings amongst each other and be like, yeah, Greg need to do this. That's that's saying a lot <laughs> about how good Greg is. And Tom Tom Fantastic coming, man. That's an all star team. Ain't no that Greg. Hey, Greg, we're going to redo. We're going to redo your contract. We're going to extend you. And you and Tom will be working together. And we'll leave it just like that. Ike, I like that solution. I really like that solution. Any other observations specifically from Super Bowl 57, Ike? Because then we're going to preview a little bit to next year. But anything else you want to mention from what you what you noticed from last night's big game? No, that was a good game. 38-35, Mark. That, that was – but Jalen – He'll be back, Ike. Come on. Like, we both know he'll be back. Yeah, Jalen really, he just keep checking off boxes for me. And Patrick Mahomes, playing playing hurt on a high ankle, he really, that scramble he had for about 30 yards, Mm -hmm. he just continued to check off boxes for me. But Andy Reid just a genius. Andy Reid is a genius, and, and them dudes love playing for Andy Reid, you know. So, but you can tell Andy Reid had been to it a few times. You know, he was doing live interviews before the Super Bowls. He was super relaxed, super relaxed. He said it was, he said his wife was getting mad at him because he was taking phone calls two, three o'clock in the morning. She was like, "When are you gonna get some sleep, baby?" He was like, I don't know. So, Andy Reid just he dad. He's he's the he's the cool dad. Like when other kids see their father, I'm like, damn, I wish my dad was like his dad. You know, that's that's just that's just Andy Reid, man. Andy Reid, he just has a way with the with the guys a lot of people didn't want. You know, you know, Travis Kelsey coming out of college had some red flags. Mm-hmm. Tony had some red flags. Juju, I mean, he was they considered him okay after A B left. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean and it just he just has I guess he just has a way of talking to and building and building men, you know, because everybody who 
has been around Coach Andy Reid, they have they have nothing but high praises what they say about this man. So it's um, a calm, get- a calm, quiet confidence, Ike. At least from you know what I, what we can see from the outside. Yeah, you just, I mean, I, I've never seen, I've never seen Coach Andy Reid like throw his, throw his ears, uh, throw his headset down, or really get pissed off. He just like, you know, when he look at it, you, when he he's getting your undivided attention when he talking to him if he pissed off. And and you can see the look in a grown man face, like, damn, I didn't made dad upset, because Coach Andy Reid does so much for you and try to put you in so many good situations. You can just see it from a distance, Mark. So it's a big shout out. We're talking about these players, but Andy Reid to be a coach like that, you know, to win them Super Bowls, uh, for guy a few guys with the red flags and Coach say bring them to me. I got them. I know how to handle them. And them guys changed their whole life. And when they changed their whole life, they talk about Coach Andy Reid. I've got one other thought, and my brother texted this to me this morning. Chiefs offensive line did not allow a sack of Patrick Mahomes. We talked about the ankle injury coming in and going into the second half on the scramble. It's like, oh, did he re-aggravate the ankle? Patrick Mahomes wasn't sacked in this game. Against the Philly defensive line? You, you got to give a shout out. You got to give praise there. So that that's kind of my final thought is the Chiefs offensive line's not going to get its due, but it should. Mahomes not sacked once in the entire game. Got to give a shout out to the line there. Yeah, D line who? That's what the, that's what the Kansas City. <laughs> now all this talk, include myself. All this talk talking about the D line and the depth they got on the D line and Haskins and all them boys and Hargraves and Grab and all them boys. KC said who? Who, who gonna get a sack on who? So y'all think y'all about to get a sack on Patrick Mahomes right now? All right, we'll see. I doubt that. <laughs> that's exactly, that's like like I say the thing. The roles were reversed. You thinking Philly defense over KC offensive line, and you was thinking the Philadelphia offensive line over Kansas City Chiefs defense line going into the game. Yeah, going into the game. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not at all, Jack. No. So big shout out to uh, Kansas City Chiefs O-line, Mark. You know, just making sure nobody, nobody touched Patrick Mahomes. All right, Ike, big questions. We got two left. Can the Chiefs repeat as Super Bowl champions? It's been so long. 03-04 Patriots were the last team to do it. It's the Chiefs' second Super Bowl win in four seasons. Ike, I'll take the field here just because that's what recent history showed us. It's so hard to repeat, but Chiefs could be building a dynasty here with Mahomes and company. But can they? Maybe. Will they? Eileen, no, I'll take the field. But what say you? Sensei going next year. The Bengals. So hang hang on, Ike. Let me push back here because they've got $44 million in salary cap space. They've got a lot of guys that they are free agents pending. But they also have to lock up Joe Burrow long term as well at some point in time. But make the case for the Bengals here. That's where I push back. You're gonna get what you need to get in the draft. As far as like, you're gonna get your coin in the draft. I'm guessing you're gonna get your coin in the draft. You're gonna get you two offense alignment, one high, one low, in the draft. You're going to get your receiver as well because you got to be on, on on guard just in case situations happen. T. Higgins, Boyd, company, you're going to keep Jamal Chase. 
Um, you're going to lock up Joe Burrow. You're going to lock up Joe Burrow this offseason, speculating. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to get you a tight end. So tight end first, my, my personal opinion, to help out Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Tight end, corner, two offensive linemen, and a receiver. That's five picks. You got you got seven to work with. And they'll figure that out after that. The reason and, I uh, mentioned this, Ike, the reason I mentioned this, some key free agents from the Bengals. I pulled up the tweet. Schefter had a great tweet about this when they got knocked out of the playoffs. Safety Jesse Bates, safety Vaughn Bell, Hayden Hurst, the tight end, cornerback Eli Apple, linebacker Jermaine Pratt, Samaje Perrine, the running back, Drew Sample, the tight end, Trey Flowers, the corner as well, Ike. So a lot of those players are going to be on different teams next season, key contributors to this current season's team. I know you've got a guy by the name of Joe Burrow, but again, that $44 million in salary cap, I think is probably going to go towards, hey, let's make sure Joe Cool's locked up in the yeah. Bengals quarterback for the next decade or so. Yeah, but the cap go up. The cap going to be the highest in NFL history this year. All right. All right. All they restructure a few deals. That'll be that'll be exactly what it needs to be. Um, Joe Burrow it, it needs to get paid, but Joe, I I think Joe Burrow is smart enough to understand. I want I want to get to the Super Bowl again and win it. And even though he will get paid, it's gonna be it's gonna be team friendly. My personal opinion. Mm. Well, he can make other money and endorsements too. Then Ike, so I see what you're saying to where you maybe about- make. You maybe make what, like ninety cents on the dollar instead of the full hundred? Yeah, we talking about football. Endorsements ain't got nothing to do with football. That, that's 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 off the field money. <laughs> I'm well, talking well, about- that, well, that's what I'm. What, that's what I'm saying though is to where he makes a little bit less with the Bengals to where what he could make to allow the Bengals to sign other key players that'll help them win Super Bowls. No, nah, you can just start, give me my money up front. Okay. Dak okay. Prescott me. I see, that, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That boy, that got 90 in one year. 90. <laughs> he got 90 in one year. $90 million in one year. What would it was? 0 for 120 or 4 for 130? Hey, yeah. The boy got 90, 90 in one year. I can so, go house sit for him while he's over in, uh, I don't know, Cabo and Mexico, somewhere exotic this offseason. Man, that man, that man buying an island. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't gotta go. He, he going. He going to Dak Island, <laughs> Dakota, Dakota, Dakota Island. <laughs> so you, yeah. hang on. You like the Bengals and the AFC, Ike? Is there an NFC? Actually, I I already know the answer to this question. You're gonna like the 49ers again. Brock Purdy, the quarterback. I mean, if it, that's the big question, is is who's gonna be the starter week one, given. Purdy's injury, I know Trey Lance is going to be coming back. Jimmy G is likely gone as a free agent. So it'll probably be between Lance and Purdy. In all honesty, it, it to me, if both are healthy, you got to go with Purdy with how he led your team in the back half of the season. But how does health factor into that question? Like Something that we won't really know until we get closer to training camp next year. But, yeah, I would go with Purdy if both are healthy. That's what I would do. Coach Kyle got some good problems. <laughs> he got some good problems. Because it's two quarterbacks who got they they have to win they have to win that position mm-hmm. they got to win it <laughs> they got and and Coach Cal you know Coach Cal like he Coach Cal the type like they made the best man win this ain't no first round or sixth round or Mister Relevant hey the best man gonna be under the center at the beginning of the season but y'all got to do everything y'all need to do I'm I'm about I'm about to split both of y'all exactly 
right down the middle with reps. This is exactly what I'm doing. This is exactly what I'm doing. And may the best man win. Man, they say iron shoppers iron. So them them boys in a good situation. Them boys, they, they, here come the drive to get the drive back. So, I mean, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, with the picks, with the drive, though, they got CMC. CMC took some of them picks. Christian McCaffrey took some of them picks. But now nah, I'm going to rock with Philly, bro. Really? Yeah. Really? I, See, I just like – I just like Jalen. I just like I just like what Jalen. I like what Jalen, what he did this year. I'm with you, Ike, but with the tougher schedule because you're going to be playing all one seeds from other divisions. They had a really weak schedule, and that was something I wish we'd have talked about. But I heard on other shows where it was like going into the Super Bowl. If you looked at the quarterbacks that the Eagles played this season. They didn't play anyone even close to Patrick Mahomes' caliber until the Super Bowl. So that's something where it's like they're probably not going to have as good a record as they did this past season. But again, they're going to have tougher competition because, okay, they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl, so they're going to get everyone's best shot. But then because they won the NFC East, they're going to be going up against the other teams that won their respective divisions during next season's play, Ike. I mean, Mark, let's not get it twisted though. The, the, the Chiefs did have two on two touchdowns on defense. Let's add, let's let's not like Patrick Mahomes went crazy. Patrick Mahomes had 182 yards pass. Jalen Hurts had 374 yards total, just on his own. So let let's let's not add, like you know, P. Holmes went crazy. We didn't we didn't see we didn't see P. Holmes go crazy in the touchdown, and we didn't see P. Holmes play bad in a Super Bowl. In a, I'm sorry, in a Super Bowl. So. I mean, he this 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 was an average game for him. He had an okay game. So see, see, here here's the thing though, I because I think Philly did a good job of keeping the ball out of his hands. The game plan was sound in terms of let's keep this Chiefs offense off the field, true. and our best defense will be let's control the clock and play clock management football. True. I'm not. The going Chiefs to- scored every every possession in the second half. That's why I say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not with a short field. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to say other than one time they had a short field. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, and you, you just look at look at this now. Pacheco, Pacheco, the number ten, the running back. I mean, really, 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 he had a case. He had, he had a case on being the end. To be honest with you. This he goes was, back to when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl like four years ago. We were asking the question. We were like, should Damian Williams have won the Super Bowl MVP? And Ike, we were like, <laughs> that's what this is really about, Ike. Duh, right? <laughs> did, did Williams not win that? Did he not win that? He was a Super Bowl MVP. In my mind, Mark, <laughs> Damian, <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. They uh... <laughs> <laughs> shot that man. But anyway, Ike, I like the Eagles at Bengals next season. I'm high on the 49ers, too. I'm sour a little bit on the Bills. Uh, they need to get Josh Allen some help, but we will see what happens next year. Chiefs do open as the favorites to win Super Bowl 58, and that's going to be in Las Vegas next year, Ike. But we've got a huge offseason coming up because be scouting for the Combine. Uh, we'll go through our positional groups again ahead of the draft, Ike, in April. Draft's going to be in Kansas City as well. So you've got the victory parade this week in Kansas City. 
then you're going to have the draft there in April. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff here ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, even despite the fact that yet another season has come and gone, Ike. And this wraps up our fourth season together here on the Believe in Steelers show. A huge shout out to betonline.ag. Major shout out to Believe Podcast. Um, shout out to my brother, Mark Bergen. Co-host always rocking with me. We've been doing uh, this going on year number four. Brink TV, Miss Courtney and her crew. Um, you was you know how to break everybody down. Your memory way better than mine on bringing everybody down. Want to thank the fans, um, the followers, the subscribers, everybody who viewed, tuning in, watching Mark and I. Um, Want to thank everybody behind the scenes that make all this happen for our podcast. But. Yeah, time flies. Um, having fun doing it. Love educating, love entertaining. <laughs> love being on, love being with Mark on this show. So this authentic. Make sure y'all just keep tuning in to the Believing Podcast. Still the show. Um, appreciate y'all and really everybody behind the scenes. Um, we is always better than me. So thanks for for making Mark and I. Um, Y'all time, y'all effort. We got some people on the Miss, Miss Courtney on the West Coast, so she got to get up early. Appreciate you, Miss Courtney, for getting up early. You and your crew for getting up early to 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 make us look good on this show. Um, Bet online, thanks for just rocking with us since day one. Y'all ain't never left us. So, Bet online, thank y'all, Mark. You know, Mark, our, our, our friendship has turned into a brotherhood. So that's that's how I'm gonna leave it like that. But just want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um, to this Believe in Podcast. Ike, I couldn't have put it better myself, and I'm just going to go ahead and sign off here because that was just so beautifully put. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care, and so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.